0: and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down, and the unexpected challenges that come with a life saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hold up.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's
3: plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.
2: any where that we go is like not podcast appropriate then we can just maybe edit it out later or like i know that's not your favorite thing to do but i i feel like this is gonna be more of a conversation than some of our other well baby
0: are. i think you laid it out perfectly we're already recording oh. so hi baby you
2: sneaky mum. <laughs> I'm going to turn my phone off then. And I think you should do the same. I already did. Oh, really? Because I just felt my bum vibrate a well, little
0: bit. it's silent. Oh. Hi, baby.
2: Hello, my love.
0: Ready to talk about some sex? And probably not a whole bunch of sex, but <laughs> yeah. like maybe some other things?
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What? Um, well, I'm the don't... first thing that I want to say uh, to all of our, our loyal and beautiful uh, listeners is... Um, I'm so sorry that we, we haven't put anything up for the last two weeks. Um, I'm, uh, Three, s-
2: kind of. We did put yeah. up a weird little one. Yeah, and this is going to be
0: another weird little one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, shit, computer's going to die. One sec. Okay, with the magic of podcasting, we're back. Plugged <laughs> in. Uh, you didn't even know. You didn't even hear it. Um <laughs> What was I saying?
2: It's like that Alanis Morissette song where she's like, "Why are you so petrified of silence? Here, can you handle this? Did you think about your bills, your ex, your deadlines?
0: You love Alanis Morissette. I
2: love Alanis Morissette. Remember,
0: remember a few uh, like about a month ago, I, I had uh, is it Jagged Little Pill? Was oh the, yeah, I mean it's. I, I downloaded the, the album and was like playing Canadian
2: it, Canadian album of all
0: time. I and think. you were like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Yeah."
2: And then I was like, play it. I want to sing along. And I knew all the lyrics. And you're like, okay. Yeah, After like three songs, you were like, I'm going to play something that I can sing to.
0: Yeah, I was tired of it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Um, I was at a commission. And that's why we were we were at a commission. Yeah. So here's the thing. We, we had a couple people message us and be like, you should, like, Bridie should do some recordings and put them up by herself.
2: I agree. But... Hey, I i don't know how me
0: too i agree too but uh (laughs) the thing is that so far the way that this this little project has worked is that it it only really works when the two of us are um capable Mm -hmm. uh i i do a lot of the back-end work and so i do all of all of the editing i do all of the uploading all of all of that sort of stuff um it's not a it's not a thing that bridey is versed in yet um and so we just we we just couldn't we just couldn't do it. And it's unlike Sick Boy, you know, Brian and Taylor, they're they're totally capable of doing all the back-end stuff when I'm out of commission. Uh, we we actually had like several episodes in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like this thing that Bridie and I are doing, we're we're really it really is this passion project that we are doing. Um, we're just flying by the seat of our pants, and we're we're trying to figure it out and trying to figure out where this beautiful little sex podcast kind of lies in our our busy life because yeah. we have we have lives outside of this that kind yeah. of take up a lot of time.
2: Yeah, and uh, we don't have, like, the same amount. We kind of have to go out there and find the people to come into the studio. It's a little bit different than... Like, we have a submission form, but a lot of the people we hear from are not in Nova Scotia, and we haven't gotten our first... Tour planned yet, but hopefully that will happen where we yeah. can come visit you in your cities. Um, but if you are in Halifax and, and you want to talk want, about some sex, we are ready. To have
0: you, it's a good call to action, Bridie. Here. Yeah, Thanks. go over to our website, fill out the come on, come on the show. You and don't have to be a
2: freak. I was going to say that you can just be an average everyday yeah. person. You don't even have to talk. I want to hear what your discomfort. I want to hear yeah. your shyness for sure. To like say vagina into a microphone. I know because I think it's a funny, but it's a funny little word.
0: And like everybody's vagina is so different, mm-hmm. you know, like. Just come on and talk about the shape of it, the size of it, the width of it, the length of it. (laughs) Or
2: talk about like your horrible, you know, last the last date that you had that was terrible or talk about the long term relationship you're in and how you navigate like still being attracted to each other or like we don't I mean, it's a sex podcast, but we don't really have to make it all about the intricacies of your sex life
0: like what's your dick sm- smell like you know like what's your what's your dick look like you know how heavy is your dick how small is your dick how wide is your dick all that kind of stuff works you know just come on and, and talk about your dick
2: yeah
3: yeah
0: you know and or other things too you know yeah. your nipples nipples are big nipples are small some are purple some are brown some are all these different colors yeah do you pierce your nipples? Do you not pierce your nipples?
2: What else do you have pierced?
0: Yeah, do you pierce your clitoris? Do you pierce your pee hole?
2: What's the most painful piercing that you've had?
0: Man, you know what? Okay, so here's the thing. Okay. I Okay, so we recorded while I was in the hospital.
2: Yes, and...
0: I didn't. I don't remember <sighs> any of that. I honestly don't remember any of it.
2: I have... I'm wondering how much of the total of the two weeks you spent in the hospital, you will actually remember. Because the last time you had that issue when you were like 15, you told me anyway that you don't... You blacked... You blocked out most of that from your memory.
0: Yeah. I blocked out a lot of the traumatic stuff. Like the pain. Like the pain. Like the procedures. Um which fuck? What fucking sucks about this, this past. So, okay, little quick little update for anybody who's just tuning in for the first time. If you're like a first time listener, you don't know what the fuck's going on. I just This remembered- is the worst episode for you to tune into ever.
2: <laughs> I just remembered that when if we recorded last week. So Jeremy, in his surgery, he had part of his colon removed.
0: Part of my colon? Babe, I had 70% of my large intestine removed from my body
2: and i made a joke about using it as a tool for jerking off oh what yeah on the podcast that oh we recorded my god
0: well yep. if you're just tuning in for the first time don't listen to last week's episode first don't listen to this episode first Turn this go off. To the, yeah go to the beginning or something <laughs> but uh for those of you who didn't know i i had this crazy thing happen came out of nowhere uh, my intestine poop. started rolling itself in on itself. Because of poop. And uh, yeah, well, so, sort of. Yeah, kind of. And they had to go in and, and pull out a whole bunch of my large intestine. And then they sewed me back up. And uh, I was living in the hospital for about Two well, weeks. For like 14 days. Yeah. I didn't eat or drink anything for about 11 days. So I was looking pretty gaunt. Wasn't looking, wasn't feeling very sexy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't looking very sexy. Um got out of the hospital have been home now for a few days kind of getting back on my feet you know like went to go see Blade Runner the other night fucking (laughs) awesome um you know things here and there but like I'm still pretty much rolling at like 50 Mm percent and um I'm a little nervous to record this right now like I feel like um I feel like I've lost my like this is going to this is going to sound. This is, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've lost my like funny bone. I feel like I've lost my like Oh
2: my god, my, did they accidentally remove your funny bone? They
0: might have. <laughs> they might have removed my charm <laughs> and threw that out with my intestine. We
2: should call the hospital and see if that's in the bag of things <laughs> that we forgot there. Yeah.
0: Um so I just I don't know. I don't feel great, but I'm on the I'm on the up and up You're I think. You're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a, let's get to the sex. Have um, you had
2: sex since... We haven't, but have you had sex since the surgery?
0: All right, how about... The, here we go. Okay. Before I go in for the surgery, I'm looking up what is a hemicolectomy, yeah. which is the, the name of the surgery that they were giving me.
3: Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is go to Google and search what, like, your diagnosis and stuff. But I do it anyway. What is a hemicolectomy? And one of the things that comes up is, like, one of the things that you need to worry about with a hemicolectomy is, um, is it can fuck with your reproduction. Like it can fuck with your ability to get hard. So like it can it can cause ED.
2: Is that because of? I mean, that's obviously some kind of reduced blood flow to the area. But yeah. How does? Do you know how that?
0: Well, they're, so they're they're sticking like cameras, instruments, tools in your lower abdominal area. And so my guess is that there can be something down in that area that gets struck, that directly affects the blood flow to your cock.
2: Or there's a big psychosomatic aspect to it, probably as well. Like well, you've had trauma to yeah. your low abdomen.
0: Yes, but what what this article was saying is that it's it's physical, it's physiological. Okay. Not psychological. Interesting. So there's a, there's a there's a chance that there your body will have ED due to a physiological response from the the tools being implemented within the surgery. Okay. So, of course I'm freaking out about that in my head cuz I love making getting fuck. Hard. Yeah. Love getting hard.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Love getting not hard after having been hard because I came. The best, right? So, uh the surgery happens and for two weeks straight. I've been in the hospital. Yeah. I haven't been feeling great. Very, very, very painful um, recovery from the surgery. Like my whole body is hurting, especially through my, my belly. Yeah. And I'm I'm I haven't experienced like anything remotely close to a hard on for two weeks now. In fact I've experienced just full-on like shrinkage, like hardcore shrinkage. I
2: was gonna say at one point, uh, I I saw
0: Bigby. Will you stop scratching yourself?
2: He's he's got a lot of anxiety. Get out of Sh- here, Shabama buddy! In hospital. Um, I, at one point, I saw your uh, penis, and I was like, it, that
0: thing looks so fucking. It tight. looks like, it was like, it's like it,
2: in cold water. It,
0: that's okay. So so when I work out, yeah. like really hardcore. Or I'm freezing cold.
2: It's like a little mushroom.
0: My my dick gets small, yeah. like it just like shrivels up. And I guess also when I'm in a lot of physical pain, it shrivels up. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's like a protection thing. Yeah, it's just I like, would
2: imagine. Just
0: like it sheathes itself and it's like mm. yeah, yeah, mm. protect. So so that's me the entire time. I'm on this like hospital bed. Yeah. And every day I'm waking up and I'm like looking down. And I'm like man. No, like still pretty shrunk up. And like I would go to the bathroom to take a pee. And like that's the only time that it would kind of. Did kinda... you have
2: to use tweezers?
0: No. It, it <laughs> wasn't that fucking small. Come on. Jesus. It wasn't.
2: It's just I'm used to a different yes,
0: site. Yes, yes. So so I'd go to pee and it would like sort of unravel itself, come out, spray the pee out, and then kind of go back in and be like, good night, good night. I'm and
2: picturing like a total Dr. Seuss yeah. character.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so.
2: Good night, like a like a vampire going back into his like, retreating coffin.
0: to his cave. So so this was this was about <laughs> two weeks of this, and in my head, for sure, in my head, I'm going. I, I'm done. This is it. Yeah. My my dick is done, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Maybe I'm gonna have to get a prescription of Viagra or something. Like I don't know what's gonna. I don't. I don't know where to go from here. So I guess get through the, the recovery of the abdomen and then take it from there. So I come home. Is this long and fucking boring? No, no it's great. Okay, I come home and I'm laying in bed. A lot, lot of laying in bed. You, You know, you've got a life. You're out working a lot. Becca's got a life. She's out working a lot. And I'm just laying around the house and I wake up one morning and I go, you know what? I feel okay today. I haven't taken any more. Like I didn't need any morphine. I've just taken Tylenol. I don't feel like I'm in a lot of pain. I'm going to see, I'm going to put my wee-wee to the test.
2: How, were you nervous at that point?
0: Yes, very. So what I did was I went straight to Pornhub. Of course. And.
2: What did you search for? Uh,
0: well. Come I, on. Yeah, I, I, searched, I searched threesome porn, My uh, my classic, it's my go-to.
2: Okay. <coughs> Two girls, one guy. Yeah.
0: It's my, it's my go-to. Yeah. And um, I turned it on, found a good one. And I, I was like, I'm not going to even touch myself. I'm just going to see what happens. And I let it play and it ran for about three minutes and I started to get the little tingle. Uh huh. I was like, oh, here, here we go. There's, there's something happening. And then that tingle turned into like, started growing. A dingle? A dingle. And then I was like, holy shit, there's a, there's a dingle now. So I'm, I'm growing, I'm finding, I'm getting some girth, I'm getting some growth. And now I'm like looking down and I'm like, I've got like half a chub now. This is the biggest my dick has been in, in like three weeks. A springle. Then it turned into a springle. <laughs> and my whole dingle went dangle. And f- <laughs> man, I tell you right now, I was, I, it was, it was, I was ready to fringle. And so, <laughs> so I, I wrapped my hand around my dick And I'm like, I'm going to jerk off for the first time. I start jerking off and it feels simultaneously, it feels amazing. But at the same time, I'm noticing that I'm clenching my, my, um, my abdominal muscles, my abs. And and that hurts a lot. Yeah. So I'm going, oh, fuck. I got like, I can't do that. So I got to like relax, but also not relax.
2: Good. Cool.
0: Right. So it's like. It's turned into this like yoga practice of jerking off. Yeah. And so I'm like trying to isolate certain muscles and relax certain muscles. And it felt really, really good. Now, here's the thing, babe. Because I have this thing called cystic fibrosis, uh, I don't produce. Yeah. You didn't know? It's actually one of the reasons why I was in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. You signed on to something big. Shit. Um, I I can't ejaculate. uh, I don't have sperm. That's right. So when I come, it's very small trace amounts of this, like the, I don't know, like the prostate juice and like the, the lubrication, that, like, I guess helps the sperm come out, but there's no sperm there. Yeah. So it's like, it's like my cum is my, my cum shots are very, uh, lackluster.
2: It's really funny. I'm just thinking about this cause I was going to try to offer my description of what it looks like, but then I was like, when we have sex because of your CF and because you're sterile.
0: I just come inside you.
2: Yeah. And so we finished the fun way and I don't actually ever see it.
0: Well, it looks like Coke. It's like, it looks like a little like sneeze of coconut milk. Just like a...
2: (laughs) a Of coconut water?
0: Yeah. Sorry. Coconut coconut water. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's definitely not white. It's just like, it's very, it's very like watery in substance and like a little unclear.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A little cloudy water. Yeah. Um, no pulp. No, definitely not. And definitely no like stickiness. <laughs> like it's like water, you yeah. know? Like you just wipe it off. You just go. Whoop. I don't
2: find cum very sticky.
0: Oh no? Okay. I I don't really I That's
2: an excellent point. You don't know.
0: I don't really know. I haven't seen many other guys come. Uh, no, record. I haven't seen anyone else come <laughs> yeah. really, I don't think. Uh not yet, at yeah. least. So 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 I'm um, I'm dingling my jingle.
3: Yeah.
0: And I'm getting close. hmm and in my head, I'm going, "I'm probably going to come a little bit more than I'm used to." And I come, and it went fucking everywhere. It what? was like I started pissing out of my dick. What? It was crazy. I didn't know what to do. It went on the wall. It like shot behind me, It got on the <laughs> fucking headboard. I, I literally went, "Whoa!" <laughs> like if Aaron was home, a roommate, if she was home, like upstairs, she would have heard me go like, "Whoa!" it was crazy
2: wow yeah
0: and then and then it hurt super bad oh no so my balls started hurting my balls were aching did
2: they climb back up into your body I
0: don't know what the fuck was happening I have no idea it was like painful so that was uh, what was that that was like I don't know that was like five days ago four or five days ago yeah and then um, uh, Becca slept over last night and uh, we had sex she she sexed me I wasn't i I really wasn't into the idea of it,
3: yeah
0: uh because I'm still really not comfortable, um, but we were trying to get some sleep, and she had her hands on me and and you know I was like half asleep, and then the next day I know I kind of wake up and I've got a heart on and she's sort of on top of me and and it was like, all right, well, let's try it and it was it was simultaneously the saddest sex I've ever had. Aww. But also really pleasurable. Yeah. Um, Becca came like almost immediately, <coughs> as did I. But it was like it was really painful because the thing is, is that there's a there's an incision about uh, oh, what, like. It's like four inches below my belly button. So, uh, so like and like a couple inches above my cock. Right? So, like, how, like it's right she, it's right on my pelvis, basically. On
2: your pubic bone?
0: It's just above the pubic bone. Okay. And that incision was where one of the instruments, I'm guessing a camera went in. So, it's a very small incision.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, you can, you think of it, it looks like, kind of like a little paper cut. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, really agitated and, and sore yeah. from the sex. And, like, I couldn't do it. Like, I literally just had to lay there. Like, I can't thrust. I can't move my body. I just... I, I'm I'm just like starfished, like uh... You know, not... with
2: all these like gouges in your belly. Yeah, it's just like a weird it's... Jesus pose. Yeah,
0: it, I don't know. It it fe- I felt really uh like helpless and and weird and and kind of. Yeah, I just I just I don't I don't feel sexy. I don't feel I don't know. I got my hair cut today though. I went in Jen cut my hair today, and I at that that like helps. Oh man, that helped a big time, but. uh yeah, I just don't got, you know, I used to move like Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thong song, like I moved just like that when he's like uh, dancing down the beach. Yeah, that's my moves in the bed, babe. Oh, you know, and I don't got those anymore. Now I'm moving like, um, like John Goodman.
2: Well, Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah, I I can't picture him in a sex scene.
0: No, that's why I move like him. <laughs>
2: I, it's funny because I'm trying to think now of like what are the times that I feel the least sexy. Mm. You know, like when I really don't feel like it. And there's definitely certain times of the month that I don't um, feel sexy at all. <clears throat> and uh, I'm trying to like track my period on an app and like not just my period, but like how I feel every day, how where how, where my hormones might be. And for sure, like being sick is uh, a preoccupation, but I can't imagine having like holes in my body and also not eating for 14 days or 11 days and like feeling immobile. Like being physically active is very important for me. To, in terms of like my drive, my sex drive.
0: The other thing too is like is like the the dependence thing, yep. you know. It's like I for the last so you know like I generally when it comes to to sex and 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 life in the bedroom, I'm I'm much more dominant than I than I typically am in my like everyday life, right? You know, I'm very very like I'm I I take on the dominant role with Becca and I big time with like the whole daddy baby girl thing like. Yeah, Daddy's there, like, taking care of business, like, always on top of things, like. Yeah. And for the last, like, three weeks, I, you know, I could barely, like, wipe my own fucking ass, you know? It's like I need, I've needed you and Becca and my mom and, you know, like, to, like, to fucking take care of me. Which is like, dude, that makes me feel so unsexy.
2: How can you reconcile that? Because it, I feel like when you have <laughs> two sides of the coin, there is there's got to be some power in that. There's got to be some sort of navigation where, sure, how can I flip this so that it's actually sexy for me to be submissive or sexy for me to not Man, be dominant?
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah.
2: Because I know how easily... You can get into your head about things like that. Like, um, and I don't mean you like you, Jeremy, but like how easy it is to get into your head about sex. Yeah. And, you know, I was really worried for you when you first told me that like you didn't, I was worried for you, not for me, not for anybody else when you were like, I don't know if I'm going to end up being like impotent or whatever. And I... Because it's so connected to your sense of, like, self and power and, like, sexuality. Yeah. But how can there be, can there be a way that this doesn't, like, become a thing?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I really, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think there's there's probably a way to flip a switch, you know, and, and turn the sort of turn the thinking around so that it's like, all right, well, I, now I'm the, the one that needs to be, like, I'm the, I'm the submissive. I'm the one that needs, like, to be taken care of, you know? But like, but then that also, your partner also has to, to like kind of, be into that make that sort of, that switch with you, Yeah,
2: I wonder too, though, if there's something about like.
0: Which I think happened last night. Good. Like, I think that happened last night with, because I said to her, you know, in the in the middle of it, I was like, I can't do anything. Yeah, and like all I could do was like grab her hips and like make sure that yeah, yeah. she wasn't hurting me. <laughs> you know, by yeah. move, man, maneuvering her in a way that was like, okay, yes, you can do this, but like don't grind your clit into my into my Pupic fresh bone. like yeah. scar. Right? Or, yeah.
2: I'm just thinking like it might be really empowering for her or whatever to be like the nurturer like mm. to like enhance this I don't want to say womanhood because I don't know if that's inclusive, but like this this like feminine nurturing quality
0: yeah I, the other thing too is like you know, what if she's tired of it? Yeah. you know like what because like I know you get tired of that shit like the it's hard yeah, it's hard it's hard work to like do that, you know it's to it's it's a lot of it's a lot to ask of someone.
2: It's a lot to ask in, of someone. It's funny, and I wondered if our conversation would go here because this is like kind of navigates a little bit away from the sex stuff. But I, I, uh, you know, like I, I got a uh, text message from Becca during this whole ordeal. I was away when you first went into the hospital, mm-hmm. and I was away. Yeah, from Becca the was first the one who took four or five me. Days. Took me
0: in and. And was there from the very beginning. And then
2: I was there and I was there for your surgery and then I went away again. And while I was away, you got, (laughs) uh, there were complications with the surgery after that. And I was away for that as well. And Becca was on the front lines for it. And it was a really different, the only reason I'm going into this too is like we've had a couple emails lately just wondering about, Specific dynamics of polyamory that might not be super sexually related, but yeah. I
0: man, I'll tell you right now, like the beauty of polyamory really shone through during this whole process for me. Um, just like just ha- be having you and, and Becca and my mom being involved be involved through all that because my mom, my mom is like my parents are like you know they're just worry warts and my mom totally reverts to like Jeremy's five you know when I'm in the hospital so like she'll do anything and wants to be involved fully she just wants to be there all the time and so she's you know she wants to take care of her her little boy and so she's there every day and Becca's there every day my mom really hasn't fucking met becca you know like really hasn't spent any time with her at all you're there as much as as much as you possibly could be with you know considering work and you were were gone for a little bit but so the three of you are there a lot and you're like tag teaming switching on and off and sometimes you're there together sometimes you're not and there was this like you know i was i remember just laying there being like so grateful that I have you, but I also have Becca and, and you, and I get things from you in this situation on this hospital bed that I could never get from Becca. And I get things from Becca that I could never get from you. And my mom is like interweaved through all this and she's seeing what Becca means to me and, and what Becca means to you. And, and then, and we might've talked about this when we recorded last time, but, or maybe not but through that whole process my mom like so i was in the hospital during thanksgiving and a couple days before thanksgiving my my mom was like hey jeremy like hopefully we can get you out on a pass while you're in the hospital and uh, i think it would be really nice if if becca could come to our family dinner and like to me i was like holy fuck what like that's that's huge that's a that's a huge deal yeah and and she did, and Becca came to Thanksgiving, and 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 like, so this really weird thing happened at this Thanksgiving, where like everybody went around and said what they were thankful for, which I don't think has ever happened. And so every person at the dinner was like, "I'm thankful for this, this, and that, and that." Yeah. And my mom and my sister and my dad, they I were, missed it. You because you were out trying to get pills for you, for me, she forgot them. But they all were talking about how they were thankful that Becca had become a part of our life
2: amazing and
0: it was just like I don't know it was just one of those like really fucking like beautiful supportive moments where I was like see this is where this is polyamory is it can work it is it's it's a beautiful thing you know like there is this there is this beauty to it that that is unparalleled
2: it's really funny because I've been trying to think about how to articulate this and like what this experience has been for me. And I uh, I have been with you before through sickness. Mm-hmm. And while this was all happening and I was away and I'm getting texts from your mom and I'm getting texts from Becca and I'm texts from you and I'm trying to like – just be there for everybody from a distance and do my work at the same time. And I was like, think, and then I got to the hospital and I saw how exhausted everyone was. And I was like, coming in with a bit of a fresh energy and also a space to be who I am. Mm. And I don't find it supernatural for me to be like very uh, nurturing. And maternal like I can but in our dynamic I feel like my approach has always been like maybe not as easy to embrace uh, but this time I felt a little more fully expressed in like I think my approach is a little more like tough love
3: mm-hmm. I, f- I think mm-hmm.
2: and uh, both your mom and Becca are professional nurses yeah, and I'm not And I have a really hard time when you're in pain and I am like trying to be attentive but I have no like context or scope of like where you're really at. Like the last time you were really sick I was like very stressed out and all the time and exhausted and there and trying to be the person but like you know failing in some ways and not really getting it and getting frustrated and getting tired and like
0: do you think that having becca there throughout this process made that easier for you it made
2: it easier for me to be me in that situation so like took away the
0: stress took away the it did it took away the
2: stress because i knew you know someone was there and i was worried about her because i know that it can be really hard to take care of someone in pain Yeah, but I was also like when I came in it was much easier for me to be like I don't know myself with you and like when you say that I offer different things than Becca does then it's like okay well then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do what I know how to do best which is be reasonable and practical and like talk to you about things in a way with an expectation that you are going to uh, respond to me and like practical and reasonable way yeah and which is that is hard crazy to, which is hard
0: to do when you're
2: it's hard to do but fucked
0: up on morphine and in like
2: but for the first time i was able to actually access like my more <laughs> nurturing side with you because it yeah. was clear that i could be myself and that led to a lot of freedom like i like i didn't feel resentful like mm-hmm. i have sometimes where i feel like i i'm trying to play all the roles
0: yeah yeah
2: it was a really interesting experience and with the thanksgiving thing your mom was like i'm thinking you know of asking becca to thanksgiving are you comfortable with that and I, oh
0: my mom ran it by you
2: i think so nice. i can't quite remember or
0: maybe natasha well, she My definitely sister, talked yeah. to me about it. No, right. Natasha didn't okay. talk to me
2: about it. But your mom definitely talked to me about it. And uh, I think she talked to you about it. And then she talked to me about it. Right, and okay. Yeah. You talked to me about it and whatever. And honestly, like, that process was, like, 15 seconds long. There was no question that it made sense to me. But there was, like... Even though I'm so comfortable now with Becca and I'm really comfortable with our dynamic, and I was so grateful, there was still, even though practically in my rational mind, I'm like, "Yes, this makes sense." There was still a moment of like, "Ugh, this is a new step,
0: a little twinge." Yeah, it's a new step. Yeah, and that always happens with those new steps, right? First, that's just a part of the process. Yeah, there's a first time for all of the things that we do in these relationships, and you know, whether it be the first kiss or the first sleepover or yeah. the first um trip yeah or you know the first meeting of family members It there's all of that you know it was like when you and uh your boyfriend went to uh w- while i was sick went to pei and and were on set together like yeah. in a in a film project with a whole bunch of my friends like i was i definitely had a moment of like oh but
1: yeah. what
0: you know and then and then of course that fucking yeah. passes in, like, 15 seconds, like you say. Like, there's no... There's not a lot of time or energy that really gets put into it at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, that might have been a different case, you know, like, a year ago, but... Yeah. It, it's always evolving, and those those little twinges are much more easier to to process the, yeah. the further you get in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Let's take a little... Let's take a little quick little break. I need to go to the bathroom because... Okay. That's my new life.
2: I need to fill up my glass and go of wine because that's my everyday life.
0: Way too quickly and way too often. So uh, we'll take a quick little break and we'll come back. Maybe we can do some uh, some listener mail. I yeah. think we got some questions and stuff in. Yeah, we do. All right, let's do it.
2: Uh, when do you think you're gonna die,
0: definitely don't sing that. <laughs> Especially right after uh, the beautiful Rich O'Coin is throwing down some of his tunes. Uh, if, if anybody was wondering who who that was, that is Rich O'Coin. Um, big shout won't out to. We're my
2: emails about coming on the show.
0: Yeah, we're just getting yeah. one email. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping to get him on the show someday. He's coming. Uh, but Rich, uh, amazing guy, amazing artist. Uh, so grateful to have his music part of the show. And uh, if you like the intro to the show, it's. um Sorry, Emily. Sorry from PEI, and she's such a babe. And Um, I worked
2: with her on a music video mm -hmm. like uh, last week.
0: Okay, name dropping there, bride. Uh, So, what do we got? We got some. That's
2: really interesting that you say that because when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, uh, um, I was thinking about so the music video I did shoot was for Kinley, uh, Kinley, who it's um, the second, I think, the second video on her. A solo album. Yeah. Um. The first video that uh, was made for that album is called "Microphone," mm-hmm. and which is it's, about uh, sexual assault. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty a pretty a heavy video. Wicked song. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm not great at embracing. Um, I don't know. Like, um, I. I I guess I get a little like squeamish about like art pieces that are revolving around uh, I guess this is what art is for like a really uncomfortable topic, but I think it's, it's exactly because, what art's for. I think it's because I don't think it's always done in a very skillful way, right? And um, it leaves me usually feeling uh, more afraid, more. Tense, like more unresolved which again if that's the purpose of the piece then then that's great but with microphone i felt i was thinking about this one line uh, in the song today that the first time i heard it i was like oh my god like i just got goosebumps even thinking about it and it was like if, if it happened to me now i would uh scream at the top of my lungs i would mm. call all my friends mm. and it just... I was... You know, I've been talking about this. The conversation has been happening a lot lately about sexual assault and sexual harassment and yeah. what would you do? Like, do you know... Most of the people we hear from that have experienced are like, I thought the way that I res- would respond if it happened to me would be this thing. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I was frozen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hear that so many times. So um, that was my little segue about... about. uh
0: well, this uh, this hashtag Me Too thing has been uh, has been pretty intense.
2: Yeah, I uh, I turned on my Facebook one day and it was just happening, and you know, all over. Yeah, it's happening like crazy, and I was simultaneously not surprised at the number of people who have experienced it. Uh, but yes, sim- I was
0: I wasn't surprised either. But
2: I, I was surprised at how like there's a lot of opportunities to jump on a bandwagon of like
3: mm.
2: whatever political thing is happening and like to share and to post about it and this one was so simple and so um like so not preachy in any way mm-hmm. and it was like i uh, I more people participated in this than I've ever seen before and I was like I'm not going to join this I'm not going to say it you know because my thing wasn't that big of a deal like the the few things that I've experienced weren't like they're not you know they're normal everybody's experienced them and as soon as I heard myself say say that that. in my head I was like
0: wait a minute maybe
2: maybe it's not that like maybe it's worthwhile for someone else to hear me say that I just thought
0: thought it was normal. normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, which is exactly, I think what the whole me hashtag me Too movement is, is all about is like, is uprooting those things as well as the, as the serious, you know, very serious, like sexual assaults and And rapes. and, and, And yeah. 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 It's, it's been pretty fascinating to see how, how hardcore that's, that's kind of been taken up. And I'm really interested to see what will come from that. Like yeah. what you know, what is? Good. It's so wild, hey! Like it's so wild that this this all stemmed from. Um, it's like why didn't why didn't this happen when Gian Gameshi got put in? Yeah, you know, like like huge Canadian thing. Like yeah. it was a ma- everybody, not a single fucking person in Canada didn't know what that was. Um, or Bill Cosby, like massive, massive, massive allegations uh on on like america's dad you know yeah. um uh, but and then and then but then it what it took was like this like f- jab of the hut motherfucker harvey weinstein yeah and his bullshit I think, like why why is that the thing that- i think
2: because it's built it's built to the point where like okay we talked about that
0: it was like the made, straw that broke the made camel's Made people back. uncomfortable.
2: Right. We talked about right. that thing, right. but right. like that, for whatever reason, Cijian felt very close to home. Bill Cosby felt very far from home. And now right. this is happening. And for me, it's close to home because it's my industry. Yeah. It's, it's film and it's like, it's <laughs> the people that I know that have been in similar situations with, you know, who's feel like their careers are resting on Mm. this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know, I understand that people felt that with uh, with Gian. And I think the conversation with Bill Cosby, it it, it was just like, okay, it came up after Gian, but it also had been kind of floating in and out of the conversation for years. Yeah,
0: so so was the Harvey Weinstein thing.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh,
0: fuck yeah. Oh my God. Like the amount of videos that have come out where it's like, so and so alludes to Harvey Weinstein's behavior in 2005 interview. So and so said this thing that, like, you know, it's it's the it's the secret that everybody knew about. Well. That's why everyone was like, "Go fuck yourself, Ben Affleck!" Like, you know, so, like like what shut ben, shut oh, your fucking mouth. What because, did Ben do? Well, he comes out and says uh, this whole thing about like, well, this is outrageous. I can't believe this. I, you know, oh. what a shock. And everyone's like, you fucking knew, eyes. you, you knew this was happening. What do you, what do you mean? Oh my gosh, this is such a surprise. You, yeah. you were just as sure. You might not have done this in, in your life, but you are, you were fully aware that this was, what was going on. So like, don't stand there and say you didn't know it was happening. Right. You know? Um, anyway, it's, it's very like, it, we're in the, the heat of it right now. It's, it's it's happening right now and it's it's very interesting to see and yeah and well and, my
2: you know my I was out you know the other night uh with my boyfriend and he was like oh you couldn't uh, you couldn't post the me too like as in like I didn't I couldn't relate and I was like no I, I did and he goes oh I didn't see it and, I, and then he was like wait when were you sexually assaulted and I was like well it <laughs> basically the same thing I was like well it was years ago and And, um, from my experience working in bars, like there was this one time I was walking down the street on my way to work and just a guy just grabbed my boobs. It was no big deal. And then at work, it's like, it's happened a couple times in, at the bar when you're working as a bartender or like a shooter girl, someone's going to put their hand up your skirt. But that's Mm. what happens when you work in a bar. And those things to me are like hearing them out loud. I'm like... I still feel like those are so normal it's nothing.
0: Yeah, which which is the part of the problem. Yeah. You know, that's part of the that's the, that's the you know, at the heart of the issue.
2: So then today had a phone call from a friend who was like enraged about all the stuff that's going on and like her past experiences are surfacing and she's like i gotta call this person out because they're still out there doing this to other people they're in a position Mm. of power where you know like i was once you know i'm speaking as her where i was once like uh, in a position where I thought this person could further me in my career and I put myself in a vulnerable position and after things happened I felt really responsible and even though I was warned by other women about this person before it happened. And it's like, well, that's the hallmark. If uh, Mm. if women are warning each other, but they're not saying anything publicly.
0: Yeah, outside of the the whispers. And this
2: is what she was saying. She was like, I'm not going to be the poster child for this cause because I know what that looks like. But how do I put it out there in such a way that's... and And I was saying like, well, what do you want? What do you expect? What do you want? And it's just for this person to say, yes, I did that. I see now that 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 was inappropriate and I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But who really has hope that they're going to say this because it's continued mm-hmm. over many, many years. And it's like, so I posted today, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook. I did I, see that. After yeah. our conversation, and I was like, I don't know if I should, even now I'm like, that was maybe a little...
0: Read like, it. Did anyone had... respond to, to what you posted? So
2: yeah, and I'm a little confused by it. But uh, okay, so what I posted was again, I don't know if this is inclusive. I'm sure there are some female people out there who sexually harass other women, but here's my thing. Male friends, family, and colleagues. If someone felt that they had experienced sexual harassment or assault at your hands at some point near or far in your past, how would you be the most receptive slash least defensive in being a approached on the subject
0: right so if you if you conducted something in the past that is a little unsavory and, and someone was going to no, come like, up to you and maybe
2: it totally catches you by surprise yeah yeah exactly that, that was actually it felt that way
0: yeah uh, how would how would you want someone to approach you and, and tell you that, that you did that to them um, what what were people saying?
2: So I only have two responses. One was a hashtag. <coughs> I didn't get that hashtag. The hashtag silent majority for us, which I looked up and it comes back from, I think, like the Nixon area uh, or maybe not one of the presidents like address the American public as as, you know, um he addressed the silent majority, which is most Americans who choose not to express their political opinions on a forum. so i I was reading it, and I was just like, so
0: what does that that guy I don't put know. that there, but what the fuck does that mean? I he going if I'd, I'd rather not put my two cents in
2: Or there's a really good chance that no one's going to respond to this.
0: Uh okay 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 got it. That's got it, how
2: it. I interpreted it, and right. I don't. I actually, this person is my friend on Facebook, but it's one of those people that I'm like, I had to look at his profile and scroll through and see who our mutual friends were, and I still sure. don't know who he is. Yeah, right. Um, then another another person I haven't read this. So I'm going to read it out loud. Oh, and it says someone else is typing a comment. What a weird app. Okay. Um, Welcome to the future, baby. <laughs> so, and somebody else said probably hand, probably by hand delivered to mailbox. Of course, that might be too close for comfort for anyone who thought I had, not that I would expect such a thing. I take this as a somewhat ambiguous circumstance or one where the accused is either denying or oblivious even. So it's funny because I advise mm. my friend um to write it down. And yeah,
0: the girl, the your, your friend that you're having a conversation yeah, with today.
2: I, I advised her to write it down and send it to him. And... I think she was a little bit taken aback by that. Right. Because she had called him on it before. Ooh. And apparently it got it got kind of violent. Right. But she's far away now. And I feel like she could do it. And especially in the, this culture today. Like that was a couple of years ago. But today where it's like.
0: Where it's so he- heated. It's so and heated. So, yeah. And
2: so many people. Not so many people. But people are being exposed. Yeah. Um, that he might receive that and I don't know. Like, that's what I can't see what the next step is. And Mm -hmm. that's why I posted that. I was like, well, not to, I don't, I don't think anyone is doing that. Maybe they're doing it out of a position of power. Maybe they're doing it, whatever. But I don't think people are doing it consciously to be an asshole. Like, I think we might be we might be conditioned to behave in certain ways. Mm-hmm. We might like tell ourselves that it's okay to behave in a certain way. We might tell ourselves that a certain thing was consensual. Yeah. And all of these ways that things that we say to ourselves to get by. And get yeah. Well, the it, day. it's
0: funny. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and, and he was like, I just don't get how someone could do that. Like, I don't get how someone could do that and and i i was like well i i mean and i I was referring to like the harvey weinstein thing i was saying you know he's a he's a fucking ugly mug man he's not a he's not a good-looking fella yeah and maybe it was the thing that he like he tried once and it worked yeah and was like oh oh i i can use my 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 status yeah as a card to play to get to laid. get laid yeah. and so and it worked and i wasn't told that it wasn't a good thing and so this is how and then of course it just like snowballs from there please for the love of fuck do not think that i'm i'm no. trying to like stand up for harvey weinstein well i about thought the in same any thing way. about
2: gian I was, I was like probably someone fucking told him like you're just kinky
0: yeah, exactly right. Yeah, like the whole teddy bear fucking, yeah, like dominance yeah, thing, like, and, and they might have been into being like choked, yeah, you know, and he just hit the right person that one time, yeah, and then tried it another time, and it just wasn't like when it, you try that, to that,
2: repeat a joke,
0: yeah, in yeah, a
2: different...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is like we you know we we, we, we don't have no know idea. I mean, it's it's a very different situation from like the Bill Cosby where he's fucking giving someone quaaludes and and raping them like that's
3: yeah
0: that's a whole different fucking ballpark yeah um uh it's in the same ballpark but that is a very different monster yeah you know like that is a that's like we're looking at like serialized yeah that's that's the that's the evil of the evil whereas like this this is uh, this might just be a behavioral thing that just didn't get checked yeah. And then, and then they think that it's okay and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And yeah. then the next thing you know, they're, they're forcing someone to watch them jerk off into a fucking lamp like in the, <laughs> in the corner of their hotel room or whatever, you know? Uh, so I, I mean, there's like, too. There, there's like allegations of Louis C.K. that have been coming out that are very similar to this Harvey Weinstein thing. That's right. And it's, you know, that's I, I'm, heartbreaking. I'm super fucking curious to see if, yeah. if he will come out and
2: like, he's got to say something. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? Um anyway, it's all very heated, it's yeah. all very intense,
2: and it's crazy too like uh, a couple of days ago i uh, a couple of days ago um w- once at least only probably only one time in the last like six months, but at least <laughs> it would happen this week. I drank to the point of like kind of not remembering things oh, wow. and um had sex uh with my boyfriend and uh and the next day was like. Pfft, I don't remember Any of having that. sex at all. Yeah. And uh, he was like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Because we had sex for a long time. And if we had just started dating, or if you're like, if it was like a one night stand mm-hmm. or whatever, that would, that could be grounds for me to be like, I didn't consent. Yeah. And yeah. that's a whole other conversation, yeah. too. And like, you know, thinking about how, Scary that must be for young men getting into like the sexual arena for the first time and talking about consent like we've done so many times and how to make it sexy and how to make sure and
0: fuck. Yeah.
2: It's a crazy It's
0: a doozy. Doozy out there. Uh speaking of doozies, let's uh hit a brain boner here before we wrap it up.
2: Uh okay. So this brings us back a little bit to what we were talking about before. Our break before we get into this stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. It's it's uh, Senpai Anonymous. Um, hello, Jeremy and Bridie. Hey. Gonna start this off by asking you kindly to keep my name private. Yep, no problem. Um, it's a pleasure to be writing to you today. Uh, just finished l- listening to the latest podcast and you mentioned writing to you. I don't know if you would call this a brain boner, but I want to talk about sex and grief. I lost someone I loved so very dearly, and it turned my life upside down. So instead of mourning, I went into dating, and I did not have a lot of experience with dating before this. It was toxic, so toxic, and it kept me blind and numb. So that ended, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. For maybe not the reason you think it would. I thought I was done with it and life was good. I moved on, got into a relationship, which did not begin on my part for the right reasons. Thought I was done with all of it and came back and it bit me in the ass. And my partner did not like me for it. It's a long story. Um, Do you guys have any experience with anything along the lines of distraction slash dating slash, slash sex with grief? Any thoughts
0: wow, uh, oof. that's a big one I mean i don't have any personal experience with grief um period really like i I've lost my grandfather It was the closest person to me I've ever lost, and we were never we weren't ever really that close right um, and so I definitely wasn't going out having a bunch of distracting sex when my <laughs> grandpa died, um, but I can see how I can see how that would be a pretty goddamn good blanket to. Yeah kind of wrap yourself up in to shroud yourself from the the fear and and weight and hardship of, of losing a loved one. I mean, you know, like sex is the way it's one of the like amazing ways to comfort yourself. It's one of the amazing ways to it feels good. it makes yourself feel good. there's there's a release of of serotonin and dopamine and and all those hormones that that make us feel, amazing when we when we climax and so to to lose someone and instead of turning to drugs or alcohol but uh turning to sex it it totally makes sense
2: uh i will say that when uh, my sister passed away i was in a new relationship and a newish relationship young i was only 18 and um it did really charge our relationship in a particular way. So I was grieving, obviously. <coughs> and um, he became above all other people, um, above my like parents, above my siblings, above um above anybody, uh, he became my like person, uh and it was, like, during the the day of the funeral was the first time he had said he loved me. Um, oh, wow. We had, we were having sex all the time. He was my first sexual partner. And so that was just, like, that continued. And um, I remember, this is so weird to say out loud, but I remember having sex and, this is so weird, having sex with him and... And crying about my sister at the same time. Whoa! Couple times, I remember that. And uh, but simultaneously, someone else who was close to me and close to my sister was saying that she and her husband stopped having sex during that time.
3: Mm.
2: He just like couldn't deal with her grief about the situation. So there is a link yeah. there, and you know, I feel like. In terms of the way that our culture handles grief, we are not really encouraged to express it in a primal way. And if you've ever seen anyone express their grief in a primal way, like it's the physical expression of emotional pain. And it it can look like it can be very terrifying to, to hear and to see. And so, if you get you know if you can channel some of that into a sexual relationship, I don't think it's necessarily unhealthy but you if your partners are feeling used or whatever by it then I think that's, that's where it gets pretty unhealthy that's yeah. definitely unhealthy yeah um,
0: yeah it, it I, I guess it would be like anything right like you you And, and it's, it's so much easier said than done, but to, to be able to check yourself in the moment and, and question why, what, what am I doing this for? Yeah. You know, and what am I hoping to get out of this? Yeah. And what's going to happen at the end of this? Yeah. Um, Like those are the things that, and, and I think that applies to pretty much everything that you do in your life, but like to ask yourself those questions and be very mindful with how you are. Expelling your energy and like putting your energy out there, yeah. Um, not even in sex with grief, but like sex in general, like relationships in general. Um, you know, yeah. It's it. Sex can be simultaneously it can be the most like loving and amazing thing, and and it also the can most be- toxic fucking.
2: And it can be a great way to express your things. Like I, I'm i into like when sex is happening, if I'm going through something emotional of like channeling that through, but your partner has to also
0: be there with you, be there
2: with you and like consent to well, maybe like in there, mm. you know, in that way to like processing that. I remember talking when we talked to James Cantor and he was talking about how, and I this might rub some people the wrong way, but how sex addiction is not, a thing like yeah, it doesn't. I, you know what?
0: I, I don't think we recorded that.
2: No, that we, came that, after the that interview. That was an
0: after the interview conversation. But, but, but
2: basically, what he was saying was like, <laughs> "Sex, addi- you can't call it sex addiction because it doesn't trigger the same part of your brain that addiction triggers. Right. But, but people can be obsessed with it because it's a distraction. Yeah. Or a procrastination tool. And so, sex as a distraction is. I mean, let yourself feel some emotions. Yeah. Obviously, like, pleasure is important, and sex is nice and pleasurable, and... But just know, like, be real with yourself, I would say, mm-hmm. about where you're coming at it from, because, sure, it can be medicine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, grief, man. Like, it's one of those things that we we do not... A lot of us don't know how to deal with it. No. And... And rightfully so but I think that there's there, there we need to take it we need to take a little bit of onus on that and like and do ourselves a favor yeah and I and I say that I say that very broadly yeah globally do ourselves a favor and do a little bit of exploration into how we process the idea of loss yeah um whether that be losing a loved one or or the idea of your loved ones losing you you know like that's I mean that's like the theme of my life right now. It's yeah. what, it's what my TED talk is going to be about. Yeah. Um, it's I, I just I'm so.
2: I'm into movement and exercise being an outlet for grief. I yeah. think it's great. And movement and, and exercise And there's lots of movement and, and
0: exercise and sex. Oh yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. And emotion and rawness yeah. and it's it can be a beautiful beautiful. I think could be a beautiful way to processing your grief. You
0: just got to be able to do it in a way that is healthy for yourself Have and your for partner your partner. Who
2: who whatever sexual partner you're exploring it with
0: because there's people out there man there's people out there that if you just put that out there and said i'd be down i lost someone and i need to fuck yeah and maybe cry and and cry probably
2: howl and that's
0: all i need and and i'm like i don't need you yeah i need i just need an outlet an outlet
2: i'd be like i will be i'll be that i'd gladly be
0: that for someone yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. and there's
0: definitely some people out there that wouldn't
2: no of course not
0: but hey Again, and it cycles always, cycles back to communication, communication, yeah. be communication. Be honest. Yeah.
2: Just be upfront. No, um,
0: be- yeah. Well, this was fun.
2: This was fun.
0: Man, I haven't recorded. This is the first time I've recorded like a full hour uh, yeah. since surgery time.
2: Good job, baby.
0: I know. It was a good little warm up for this week. We got, got some sick boy stuff coming up. color
2: back out. in your cheeks. Yeah. I think you get, I think you get a little something from it.
0: I do. I definitely do. Me too. This is my, this is my life. These conversations. Um, and you, the listeners, you are our life.
2: Thanks for sticking around through our hard times. Yeah,
0: if you if you if you've stuck around this long, it means the world to us. Um, and and what would actually really really help us is if you if you press subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you've already done that, and that's why you're listening right now, thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, and actually take to take some time today to tell five people about the podcast and tell them subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, that subscribe button is like a huge part in keeping us on the on the charts and letting of course, people that just, find us. Exactly. So so do that. That would be great. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you are more than welcome to hit us up on social media. Twitter uh, at Turn Me On Podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash Turn Me On Podcast, and Instagram where we're putting up all them booty pics.
2: <laughs> we love your booty pics.
0: There's some. Good butts.
2: I think my favorite, one of my favorite things in the week is coming up with, when you don't provide a caption, I have to come up with one, and I'm like, oh, i got to use my creative brain, and I'm always like begrudging mm. about it, but then I'm like, ooh, I learned yeah. a new word, or I, I learned quotes. a new quote. Thank you.
0: Yeah, they're good. Um, so head on over to uh, Instagram, check it out. Uh, we got a nice little little batch of Collection photos there. Collection of booties. And we'd love your booty on there, too. Uh, send it along to us. You can email us um, at gmail at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Yep. We'll have a we'll have a show next week with a guest, and we'll be back <laughs> into our normal swing of things. So. Unless you
2: really like it, just Jeremy and I, because yeah. I'm sure we could come up with a body of work. It hey, may not be sex-related.
0: Hey, let us know what you thought about this. Have you, have you been tuning in, and you... Like this little conversation That brought you in. We just did a full out. This is the first time We've ever done this Yeah So let us know What you think yeah. I hope you liked it I hope you enjoyed it
2: Yeah. I hope you're still
0: listening Yeah uh, Well that's it For this week Until next week
2: Go Fuck Yourself